0: Welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC Galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. In this episode, we're exploring learning and working in aviation maintenance, and what it means for the Lansing area and beyond that LCC has a top-notch aviation maintenance technology program. I'm so pleased to welcome our guest today, Nicole Noel-Williams, who is the President and CEO of the Capital Region Airport Authority. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. And from LCC, we have two guests. We have Mark Bathurst, who is the Director of LCC's Aviation Maintenance Technology Program. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. It's great to be here. And Leah Dank, who is a second-year student in the Aviation Maintenance Technology Program and one of eight women to be graduating in 2023. Welcome, Leah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) So before we jump into the big picture of what LCC's program is all about and the community impact, Leah, I want to start with you and ask you, what drew you to this program?
1: Um, so I went through the Wilson Talent Center's ground school program because initially I thought I wanted to become a pilot, and I decided being a pilot wasn't for me, so I decided to switch over to maintenance because that seemed a little more interesting and up my alley, and I'm from Mason, so I knew about the airport and LCC's aviation maintenance
0: program. So what is it about maintenance that is interesting to you? Because when people think of aviation, I bet A whole lot of people who think about aviation careers are thinking about piloting that plane or somehow being on the plane, but I'm really intrigued. What drew you into maintenance?
1: I really like working with my hands, (laughs) so um, being able to wrench on an engine or rivet aircraft structure, really, I think that's what drew me, as opposed to the more technical piloting side, and I like working with systems and troubleshooting, like what stuff's going wrong. So I think that's what drew me.
0: That Those are important interests, I think, in order to do what you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I would think the troubleshooting is, is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to just share, I was recently tuned into the Artemis launch, which is, uh, uh, and talk about troubleshooting and what it takes to get this launch to the moon um, that's going to stay up there for, for some significant amount of time. It's impressive. So people who have jobs like your aspiring to, are so crucial for the successful operation and, you know, kind of make the world go around and make the planes fly. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for doing that. So what, Mark, do people learn in the Aviation Maintenance Technology Program in terms of making the planes fly? And tell us about a little bit about what and how, uh, and how our
2: program runs. Sure. So the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, starts with the basic structure of the program. They tell us what we teach, um, the levels of proficiency our students need to achieve, how many hours we spend on a various subject. We teach from front to back, top to bottom, of everything about an airplane. And the reason we do that is because our students, when they leave as graduates, will go possibly to airlines, they may go to manufacturing, they may go to repair facilities, they may go to a component repair or manufacturing facility, so we don't know where our students are going to go, so we have to teach them everything. Um, And by everything, I mean everything. Every part of an airplane, and Leah can tell you whether it's the control surfaces on the back of the wing or the tail, whether it's the engines, whether it's the cockpit, all of the cables that fly or the pilots use to fly, everything about an airplane Leah knows by the time she graduates. Subsequent to graduation, our students sit for a series of examinations with the FAA, totally separate from what we teach, um, and they're evaluated on their knowledge and their skill. So our job is to make sure not only do they know everything that the we need them to, to know, but that they can successfully pass their licensure process with the FAA. Upon completion of that, they're awarded what's called an airframe and power plant license. It's a federal license, which means it's good anywhere in the United States. In fact, we have students working overseas. Whereas if you go to nursing school in Michigan and then transfer to Ohio, you have to become relicensed, depending on reciprocity. With the FAA license being a federal license, you go to school in Michigan, you can work in California or vice versa, which gives our students great transferability of skills, because the majority of our students who graduate do not stay in the state of Michigan. So they're out there in the career field, uh, productively working on airplanes, manufacturing components or engines or airplanes, or repairing them. And Lee is a good example of someone who's doing exceptionally well in the program and will have her choice of probably six or seven different job offers, excuse me, job offers by the time she graduates. That's incredibly impressive. It is. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think every student would like to be in that position. (laughs) I've heard that about our program that, and about aviation maintenance technology, that it's in huge demand.
2: Yeah. Not only is it in huge demand, but the salaries now are significant. Our students are going to be looking... A starting salary of $60,000 a year or more wow. after two years in our program. And then there'll be things like bonuses and profit sharing, relocation allowance, tool allowances, all the inducements that an employer needs to have for a student to come, a graduate, to come and work for them are out there in the career field right now. It's phenomenal. That's, that's it's incredible. a great place to be. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Nicole, I heard Mark say that that a lot of our students don't stay right in this area or in Michigan and yet there's a an impact, a very positive impact of the kind of the synergy between the Aviation Maintenance Technology Program and the Capital Region Airport Authority that manages not only our our, our public, well, both our airports, the, the Mason Jewett right. Airport. So tell us a little bit about that impact and, and what it means to the Capital Region Airport Authority in our community.
3: Yeah, the, as you said, the Airport Authority actually owns and operates the Capital Region International Airport here in Lansing, but we also manage Mason Jewett, which is where LCC's uh, program is, is held. But graduates, coming out and I believe right now you've got what 89 students that are, are going through the program today and as those students are coming out there's a lot of opportunities as Mark mentioned for them to stay in the airline industry to look at the aerospace opportunities and, and aerospace in the state of Michigan continues to grow. There's a lot of mm-hmm. opportunities as students continue to graduate and come out as, as the state of Michigan's working on attracting these aerospace manufacturers into the state of Michigan. We hope to create even further opportunities But we've got companies that are actually maintaining and and housing maintenance uh, facilities and operations at the Lansing airport today. So if you think of uh, UPS that operates in and out of Lansing, they have tiered suppliers that are helping to support them with smaller aircrafts. And we actually have maintenance bases here where there's mechanics that are here to help provide some additional support for that equipment and um, just standard checkups that are necessary. But they're located right here in Lansing. We also have and FBO, which is a fixed space operator, and they provide support for corporate general aviation, charter flights in and out. But they're also a resource when um, there is a, an owner of an aircraft that needs some maintenance done to it. So those those types of features are here and available right at Lansing.
0: That's great. What about at, uh, so at, at Mason Jewett Airport, where LCC's program is mm-hmm. is located, um, are there similar facilities, or how, how does that work there? There is
3: some mechanic facilities and additional flight training opportunities down in Mason as well. So it's it's beneficial for us in this entire region that we're, we have this demand that's here, but we're also creating opportunities, um, or LCC's creating these opportunities for the students to go basically anywhere in the world.
0: That's incredible. Do you think, Leah, you will go further afield? Do you have any idea? Or is it a little too soon to tell?
1: I was actually just talking to our coordinator about just kind of what my thoughts are. And I'm really open to anything. I'd like to try to stay in the Midwest, but if not, then definitely like Denver. But I've also looked abroad internationally at what opportunities are out there because I think that would be really fun as well.
0: (laughs) Certainly. Yeah. So, so Mark, Tell us a little bit about the facility. Um, I've had the pleasure of seeing it, and it's pretty amazing, and I hear it's expanding. So, you know, if you and Nicole can talk a little about the airport facility and the school, what students get to work in and on, that
2: would be great. Sure. So we have a 20,000-square-foot hangar training facility at the Mason Jewett Airport. We're the largest tenant in terms of square footage at the airport. As, As you pointed out, as Nicole pointed out, We've got about 89 students in the program right now. We're at capacity. Our classrooms can't accommodate more. Our training uh, areas out in the hangar can't accommodate more. So by virtue of the fact that we've been really successful not only in uh, attracting but retaining students through this program, the college has committed at some point in the future to an expansion. So we're looking at an additional hangar. Um, And Nicole's folks have been very accommodating to work with us because as she said, the Capital Region Airport Authority owns and operates the airport. We're a tenant at the airport. So in working with with the Capital Region Airport Authority, uh, what we've decided is we'd like to double the size of a new hangar, 40,000 square feet. We can accommodate all of the equipment that we currently have stored in various other hangars at the airport property, uh, increase the class size, and teach some other things that we can't do now because, again, of of the size limitations. So this is a growing program. There's a huge demand out there. And one of the things that we think is is really important is to provide our students with a top-notch, first-class training facility, uh, well-maintained. Um, my advisory board was in uh, Mason last night at our facility, and there's folks from Delta and other repair facilities and manufacturers from all over the state. And to a person there, you're very excited about the fact that we have the opportunity to expand have been very supportive of that because uh, they're the ones who are the consumers, if you will, of, of our output, which are graduates. And they're very familiar with the program, uh, very supportive, as I said. So we're, we're really excited about the opportunity. And again, we appreciate Nicole's assistance in making sure that we've got the land available, as well as the approval authority available through uh, what's called an FAA airport layout plan to make sure that, that, that space is there and has been memorialized for us to use.
3: Was that a challenge to accomplish, Nicole? Oh, no. Um, you know, I'm a very proud LCC grad, and so I couldn't be uh, more honored to to continue to partner and work with LCC, especially in an area that we're talking about. There is a demand, there is a need for it, and it's going to continue to grow. So we need to make sure that we're helping to provide whatever support we can so they can continue to educate the future in the aviation industry. That's that's wonderful. So an LCC grad, yes. wonderful. What yeah. uh, what was Long your time focus? Ago. <laughs> what was your
0: focus when you were here?
3: You know, that's uh, kind of an interesting story. Originally, I was coming to be a dental hygienist, and I ended up meeting an another inst- great program here, a fantastic program here. And I ended up meeting an instructor teaching uh, airport management uh, back when there was a hospitality mm-hmm. uh, program uh, many moons ago, and that interaction that I had with a professor in the hallway just kind of drew me in to take a class. So I took the class and totally changed the trajectory of my career. I mean, I started out loading and loading planes and de-icing aircrafts um, in my career. Yeah. That's,
0: that's great. Another, you know, on the ground person, Um, which I'm going to jump to a question that sort of leads me to something that I was thinking about in technical fields in general. They're generally more male employees than, than women mm-hmm. um, in a whole lot of fields uh, in the, the STEM area and the sciences and technology. Leah, how has that experience been for you? It's definitely interesting.
1: Again, like my bio said, in my class, there's an AM and a PM, so I'm in the AM. Um, in my class, there are uh, what, four, including myself, women. Um, so out of 20 people, four of us are women. So it's just definitely very interesting
0: the dynamic, I'm sure is yeah. is different. Um you know i would 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 venture to say that there there should be a lot of mutual respect, one would hope. <laughs> but I know you know the dynamics are different, and I imagine that is hopefully not a challenge. No, I wouldn't say it's a
1: challenge. Um, I definitely feel myself wanting to prove myself a lot more, um, and I definitely feel compelled to work harder to prove myself and doing good on labs and on tests, then my male counterparts kind of creates a nice little competition sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes. But it's, it's very welcome. Clearly yeah. you are accomplishing that. You're sitting here. Yep. You were chosen to do that. So, I mean, Nicole, wouldn't you say women, not all, but I think there's, there's as you aspire to be in fields where there aren't as many women, there's this proving ground.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, there's over, what, 220 women. Uh, Uh, public airports in the state of Michigan, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And out of those, there's 18 that have scheduled passenger service that is um, offered in them. I am the only female CEO in the state of Michigan for those airports, for the 18 Mm -hmm. uh, that have commercial passenger service. And it's a bit of a transition that has occurred over the last few years. And so I'm even, you know, work with other women CEOs across the United States, which is a, a, a small group of us. Um, small saying based off of what AC Airports Council International membership um, in the United States, their member CEO is uh, less than 60, um, and I think right around uh, 18 in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure there's more outside of that membership group, but it's a very small group and it's interesting. And as we look at the next few years, we're going to have a lot of the baby boomers that are going to be retiring. And and many got into aviation from coming out of the military. And um, from their military career, coming back to the United States, getting involved in operations of airports, and then moving into leadership roles. And um, we'll see a bit of a transition, I think, in the next, you know, three to five years, Will there'll be a lot of airport CEO positions that'll be transitioning to new leadership. So, it does create opportunities for women and minorities to get involved and engaged in areas that traditionally um, hasn't been uh, filled by by those groups right that
0: that makes makes a lot of sense and I think as people from those groups see other people in those groups achieving that kind of leadership or Work position, then they may be more inclined to see the opening for themselves, um, the possibility for themselves. I know you were, you received an Athena Award, uh, distinguished Athena Award, and Athena is a a leadership organization. Mm-hmm. And so, as a leader, that's part of your role is to be out there and um, whatever it is that you're you're leading, you're presenting that as a possibility for others to um, follow in your footsteps. So that's that's a really important
2: important role yeah. as, a, as a point of reference. I've been with LCC seven years, before that I was an airline pilot for a number of years, and before that was a pilot in the Air Force. When I started flying in the Air Force, women were not allowed to be pilots. really By law, they couldn't be a pilot. Um, that barrier was broken down in the mid-70s, and you rarely saw women working on the flight line as mechanics. Um, transferring to the airlines, almost the same situation. Not by law, but just by virtue of the fact that aviation has traditionally been in all facets a male-dominated um, career field. So the fact that we have a number of women in our program I think speaks highly to the fact that it is opening up. And I think that diversity and inclusion are incredibly important to have the perspective um, in any career field. And so it's exciting for us that folks like Leah, women like Leah, want to be a career um, mechanic uh, working on airplanes, whether it be in manufacturing or repair the airlines, um, that's exciting. That really is because it's taken a long time to get there. But I think we're, as Nicole was saying, uh, there's going to be more and more and more, and that's exciting. That's Mm -hmm. really good.
0: Yeah, and I I loved what you said about the, the different perspective because that's, you know, by opening things up, that is... Everybody benefits, and we know that. Sometimes the transition is hard, but everybody does benefit in the long run, and the, the field and the safety and the all of that is going to improve as a result of having those, those different perspectives. So I want to go back to the program itself for a minute, and Mark, there's something um, that I'm interested in asking about, and that is what it means to be a partnered aviation maintenance school with Delta. That's that's kind of
2: a big deal, isn't it? It was a big deal. Um, Delta looked, this is a number of years ago, five, six, seven years ago, looked out at their workforce, their mechanic workforce, and calculated that if everybody retired the day they were first eligible, Delta would shut down Oh, because it was a, a legacy workforce aging. We had been through nine uh, eleven, and then 2008-2009 recession, and a number of their older, more experienced employees took retirement, left the career field, whatever. So Delta said, how are we going to find mechanics for the future? We have to fund, in effect, the future. And they looked at the military, where there's not a whole lot of people coming out now, other sources. And they said, you know, there's a great untapped source of talent, maybe not experience, but talent, sitting in these aviation schools. There's 187 in the United States, five in the state of Michigan. So Delta went out and surveyed almost all of the schools. They selected 45 out of that 187. We were really proud to be one of the 45 selected. And what it meant was they came and spent an entire day evaluating our facility, regulatory compliance, safety compliance, all the things that they do they expected us to do. Um, They went back, ran the numbers, and said, this is a school that we feel comfortable putting our name on. So they created this partnership program, which is a mutually beneficial. We receive the training programs that their mechanics use. Eventually, our students will be able to use those. They give us parts, whether they be failed, broken parts, or something that they don't need anymore. And in exchange, our students receive preferential interviews and hiring with either Delta or their regional partners. Nice. Uh, the types of airlines that fly at the Lansing Airport. And a Delta mechanic, after eight years, is going to be earning over $100,000 a year. Wow and our program... That's progr- impressive. Our, yeah, it is. It, it, when you consider for the folks who live in the in the local area, uh, the cost of the program is $27,000 all in, except for room and board. Um, to have that kind of payback, and with an airline um, as, as well known as Delta, is a huge opportunity for our students.
0: How do you get into the aviation maintenance program, Leah? Was the uh, application process challenging? No, it
1: wasn't too bad. Um, just apply, and Mindy got in contact, the coordinator, and we set up kind of, not an interview, but just a, like, she gave me a tour of the facilities, and we sat down, and we also discussed, like, how many credits it would take to get my general education associate's degree if you wanted to add on with the certificates you get.
0: And you're doing that as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: so... That's pretty
0: much it. So there's the, the application, it's not a selection process. It's more, is there room,
2: then you can take the students. Now, LCC is an open enrollment school, which means that we take all comers. And so what we've done is the, the program is designed to start at a very basic level. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our students don't know how to read a ruler. They don't know the difference between a Phillips and a flathead screwdriver. And we start with those basic concepts, build on that, so that the entire program builds on what you've done previously. And um, so at capacity, then we basically create a wait list, and uh, the students start once a year in August and graduate two years later in August.
0: And with the, the new facility down the road, you'll be able to take
2: more students. We we would hope to at least double, double. the footprint, yeah, okay. absolutely. That's great.
0: One other question for you, Leah, in terms of what you're learning. Is there anything in particular that you've found especially fascinating, and or challenging, or both?
1: Um, so right now, actually, we're breaking down engines. So we broke them down toward the beginning of the semester and then cleaned everything, and then now we're building them back up. And it is equal parts fascinating and frustrating. Like, some days I just want to, like, I don't know, throw it across the room. <laughs> throw the engine? Across. this kind of big, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Um, so, Yeah. That's probably been one of my favorite parts of the course so far, I'd say. But yeah. we cover so much from welding to engines to structural repair. So it's we get a lot of good experience.
2: And what Leah didn't say was that they have to make the engine run that they've torn yeah. apart and rebuilt. <laughs> so it's not just a question of taking it apart and putting it back together. We put it back on an airplane, take it outside on the ramp, and they have to make it run. Yeah. Part of the graduation process is a, a running engine.
0: Definitely. If it doesn't yeah. run, you know, what good are you? That's right. <laughs> what now, good is it? Then
2: we're back to troubleshooting. That's mm-hmm. right. Definitely.
0: So I know uh, LCC's program has been around almost as long as the college, I think. And so it's, uh, of course, as you've described the industry briefly, it's gone through a lot of changes with, with the industry. I'd, I'd like to hear just a little bit from each of you, you know, as we kind of wrap things up. What do you? Besides the expansion of the facility, what do you see in the future, Nicole, for for the program and and for what it means for not only the Capital Region Airport Authority but for the for community, the industry, yeah. yeah, and the industry.
3: <clears throat> well, first off, thank you for for highlighting this because I think. What we hear on the mainline news is about pilot shortage, pilot shortage, pilot shortage. But we're not talking about this area that's being trained right here in our backyard. And we're bringing these students, getting them successfully through the program, and now they're out in the workforce. As Mark mentioned, we are talking about situations where airlines would have to close because we don't have enough mechanics to keep the day-to-day operation going. So this is such an important piece and an important partnership for the Capital Region Airport Authority, and we look forward to partnering them with with any future growth, any future training and technology that may be put in place. Um, So we're excited about that.
2: Oh, that's great. How about you, Mark? Yeah, so um, one of the things that we're looking at is what does the industry look like 10, 20, 30 years from now? You're seeing that airlines are talking to manufacturers of electric airplanes. Small, maybe four or five passenger airplanes, the what they call urban mobility airplanes, take off from the skyscraper in New York, fly out to um, the Hamptons or whatever the case may be, or from Boston out to Provincetown or wherever. So that's something that we're, we're thinking about, is what how do we have a role in that? Um, the construction materials, as Leah mentioned, uh, we're getting away from metal and going to composites. Composite repair is a big deal. We teach extensively composite repairs because we know that's where the industry's headed. Autonomous airplanes, whether it be from a passenger standpoint or an operation standpoint, certainly something for Nicole to consider is you have airplanes with people flying them and maybe airplanes probably maybe on the freight side to start that aren't having pilots wow. on the airplane. So wow. how, do you, how do you integrate that? <laughs> so there's all sorts of new opportunities for us. Uh, we're, we're continually looking at what do we need to do next. And I think that's, that's exciting for us.
0: Very exciting. And Leah, you can have the last 30 seconds to a minute. Your future is just right on the horizon. What excites you the most?
1: I think uh, getting out of Michigan in the cold <laughs> will be very <laughs> exciting. Um, but also I think I'm looking forward to see how the LCC maintenance program will be able to grow and change over the years and to you know I obviously I'm getting a very wonderful education but to see that even just blow what I'm doing out of proportion I think that'll be really awesome to see in the future
0: that's wonderful well I'll be excited to see where you land initially (laughs) and where you take off from so thank you this is a great conversation. And, and I am really pleased that we have th- this program at LCC and that we're able to to talk about it. As you said, Nicole, the focus is so often on things like pilot shortages and, you know, different airline mergers. That's what people who think of aviation and think about most. But uh, making the planes fly and doing it all safely is crucial. None of that would be an issue. if we didn't have these maintenance professionals. So thank you all for being guests on the program today. Nicole Knowles-Williams with the Capital Region Airport Authority, Mark Bathurst, our Director of Aviation Maintenance Technology, and Leah Dank, who is a student currently in the program at LCC. It's, it's been a real pleasure. And thank you all for tuning in. To listen to other episodes of Galaxy Forum and all the LCC Connect programming, visit lccconnect.org. Special thanks to our technical producer today, Dadalian Lowry, and to Andy Callis for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect.